Welcome to the Morning Sly Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. Listen. Now, first things first. Hello, good evening, all that good stuff. Hope everybody's day went crazy by quickly and productively. Shout out to everybody that's in here. Ha! I, I try, I try. Carrie Rasta's was happening. All art is mental. Handling Carlton Way. All right, the usual suspects. All right. First things first, people kept asking me, yo, last night's stream is everywhere but YouTube. That means it's on Spotify, it's on On the Wake Up, it's on Patreon, it's on Rumble. It's just everywhere, not on YouTube. Just everywhere on YouTube, but but YouTube. So, yes. And um, I'm not going to piggyback off that, but ladies, you are under heavy, suppressive fire. They are still going at y'all. And unfortunately, this is a war of attrition. You cannot win. And we'll cover some more briefly. It won't be over the top or anything like last night. So because I just, um, you know. Where do we go? Where do we go from here? High Chief was happening. Stevie B was happening. Roscoe was happening. Where do I go? Do I start off with that? No. Yes. Let's do this, yo. Jalen Brown. Why, why do you Negroes think you're special? I don't understand. I don't understand. Why do you think you're special? Why do you think you're going to actually enact some real form of change? This fool's here. Just got his $300 million contract. Doesn't know how to get his, take his money and just go dribble a basketball. This is what y'all told LeBron to do, right? You didn't want LeBron to speak on politics. This is the same reason y'all got mad at Michael Jordan for, for being silent on politics. Because Michael Jordan understood his position. He was paid to dribble a basketball. Y'all told LeBron, hey. Shut up and dribble the basketball. Okay, somehow Jalen Brown thinks he's special. Jalen Brown thinks he's special. Jalen Brown doesn't think that money he just signed can go away. Right? What's the what's the stat out of how many athletes out of ten? More than half end up broke by the end of their careers or by the time by the time they're in, they're in old age. Why does Jalen Brown think he's special? This is an idiot. This is an idiot. This is why you don't follow 
sports Negroes. Let's get to what this this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard any athlete say, a black athlete. Let's go. Jalen, what do you plan to do with the generational wealth? I mean, what do you plan to do often on the on the floor with this new contract? Well, that's a great question. I want to launch a project to bring um, Black Wall Street here to Boston. What, what are you doing, dude? Black Wall Street to Boston? Brother, this is, Bo this is Boston. They don't... Boston doesn't want a Black Wall Street. How stupid can you be? How stupid? Stupid can you be? This is, he's not even smart. You want to bring a black Wall Street to Boston. This is where the tea party took place, right? No taxation without representation. Where they dressed up as engines and dumped tea over the, uh, into the harbor as protest, Right? You, you, you understand ain't this where homeboy rode his horse through the night the red coats are coming the red coats are coming how insanely stupid do you have to be and it's always a black man at the face of the stupidity this fool had the audacity to say he wants to bring a black Wall Street to Boston. Does he not know where? You know what? Let's continue with this nonsense. I want to attack the wealth disparity here. Um, I think there's analytics that supports that, you know, stimulating the wealth gap could actually be something that could be betterment for the entire economy. Does he not realize all of the things in place it would need to st really stay? We just had a Fed uh, tax rate hike. So what's your little 300 million going to do to that? We just had the feds raise the interest rates again. And they're probably going to raise it again before the year is out. How is your little monies going to negate that or minimize that? How? How? Oh, my God. oh I'm so just embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. With the biggest financial deal in NBA history, it makes sense to talk about one year investment in community. But two, also, you know, the wealth disparity here that nobody wants to talk about. It's top five in the U.S. It's something that we can all improve on. It's, it's unsettling. And I think through my plan. It's like that for a reason, sir. Detroit is the way it is for a reason. Baltimore is, a, is that way for a reason. Inglewood is that way for a reason. New Orleans is that way for a reason. And your little $300 million is going to. All he should have said was, I'm going to do my part, take care of my family. And give to charity. And keep it moving. What, what we have, we, we have diarrhea of the mouth. We're going to tell our opposition, all of our well-made plans, all of our intentions. You don't think this money can go away literally overnight? Okay, but come on platform through influential partners, through selected leaders, government officials, a lot who are in this room, um, that we can come together and create new jobs, new resources, new businesses, new ideas that could, you know, highlight minorities, but also stimulate the economy and the wealth gap at the same time. 
Uh, <laughs> I think that could be a mix of commercial entities, real estate, residentials as well. Boston could be, you know, a fully integrated, self-sufficient, you know, hub, you know, attacking minorities and stimulating the wealth gap. I think Boston could be a pilot, not just for Boston don't want your help. The best laid plans are made in what? Silence. Right? Quiet money moves in silence. What was the was how's the saying go? The amateurs seek the sun while those in power seek seek the shadows. Yes? He, he has his Icarus complex. Hey, man, don't fly too close to the sun. Yeah, the wax will melt and your feathers, it, it, you'll, you'll, you'll fall and drown into the, into the ocean. Nah, I want to be to the sun. I want to be, I'm an amateur. I want to be next to the sun. I don't want to be in the shadows moving in silence. That's not sexy. That's not sexy. The wealth disparity here in the U.S., but also for around the world, so... You asked me what I wanted to do or what I want to do. Um, one, I want to, you know, attack that wealth gap here in Boston, create a product. Listen, all you should have said was, hey, I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to take care of my family, give to my favorite charities, and that's it. You done laid out your entire battle plans for these people. Now they know where to hit you. Now they know what, what, what projects you're going to be attached to to stop. Injunction this, block this, vote against this. Keep him out of this particular meeting. You know what I'm saying? You just gave him, you just told him to all you bitches. Black man, face of stupidity. Project. Um, also, I want to help stimulate the overall economy and I want to bring Black Wall Street here to Boston. This. <sighs> well, you feel free to disagree. And out of all the history of black athletes with all the multis of billions of dollars generated, where have they enacted financial change? Right? Because, you know, remember back in the 80s, Walter Payton, Michael Jordan, Oprah, and somebody else wanted to buy the Chicago Bears. And the McCaskey family said, we will never sell to your kind. Right? Right? So it's gotten so bad for um, black ownership that they have to take minority stakes in these capital groups, these venture groups, to get a piece of ownership. The last real owner you had sold his team for whatever reason. The last real black owner you had NBA-wise was Michael Jordan. For some odd reason, he thought it was a great idea to sell his team. You think Jerry Jones will ever sell the Dallas Cowboys? Will Bob Kraft ever sell the Patriots? The only reason y'all got Daniel Schneider up out of there because he likes to keep it too real. Right? Who was the guy from the Clippers? Had that 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 recording not come out against Daniel Sterling or Dan Sterling, he'd still have the Clippers. But you know what? I'm waiting for y'all to show me different. Find me <laughs> this financially viable city community funded by these uber rich black athletes that are thriving and having a real world impact today. Yeah, Don Sterling.
man would still have the Clippers had not, had old girl not recorded what she recorded and put it out into the public. Okay. <laughs> this is stupid. All right. All right. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Boston. Boston don't want your help. You know, those that run Boston are, are doing just fine. You know? Okay. Let's go here. Man, I mean, talk about foot and mouth. Like, you can't be this stupid, man. But then again, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he really is. He really said that, y'all. He wants to bring Black Wall Street to Boston. Boy, if you thought Tulsa was bad. You, do, you, do you know what those people in Boston would, would do to your situation? Like, have you been to Boston? I've been to Boston. I would never, no. As a person of melanated hue, I couldn't see myself living there. I, I just couldn't. But, you know. Okay, let's do this. His heart was in the right place, but his mouth was not. If somebody just had, oh, just be like, hey, hey. You, no, 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 you're talking too much. You know what I'm saying? I know his agent's got to be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, worry about your immediate family first. Okay? It's all good, though. You might as well do the, the, the Wakanda uh, salute. <laughs> all right. Okay, man, top, top five, top seven racist cities in the country every, every year, every year. All right, let's do this. Let's get to, uh, this was an interesting story. I love these music stories, these music business stories. So Nicki Minaj, the story of uh, your love, right? Um, Nicki Minaj. Versus Annie Lennox from Eurythmics. It, the, the game is cold. So let's hear this story. Very, very interesting story. I did not know about this. I just knew about the song when it leaked and, the, and Universal scrambling to figure out a way to get it to make it an, an official release. I remember that part. I didn't know about all this behind the scenes stuff with Annie Lennox versus Nicki Minaj. Let's go. Have you ever heard this song? That song. Almost didn't happen. I'm seeing online that it is the 13 year anniversary of the release of Nicki Minaj's Your Love. The story of that song really kind of starts with this idea that Pop Wanzel had the idea to take the eight bar loop from the beginning of. Okay, Pop Wanzel, super, super producer, super duper producer, but let's go. Annie Lennox is No More I Love You. And literally just put a click, a kick clap to it. And so she hip hop back and was like, yeah, I want to jump on this. Let me do it. Long story short, it kind of got lost in the sauce. Somehow, I have no idea how it happened, but the song leaked. It was such a viral hit that even without her label being aware of what was going on, the song actually charted. Like Unheard of, but let's continue. That is the power of Nicki Minaj. Yes, she had a viral song actually chart on Billboard. True story. As a leak, which is unheard of. And so naturally the conversation came about, well, oh my God, this song is starting to work. We should really do something about putting this record out officially. When you use a sample in a record, you got to go get permission from the original creator of that sample. So they did. And they went to Annie Lennox and she said no. 
she decided she didn't want that particular recording to be associated with Nicki Minaj and him. Ah, but there's a plot twist. Let's get to the plot twist. But then we found out something really interesting. We found out that Annie Lennox didn't write this song. No shit. Interesting. Well, who did write this song? If we were able to recreate the sample, that we would actually be able to use it because Annie Lennox wasn't going to be able to tell us that we couldn't. We found out that the writers of the song, David Freeman, Joseph Hughes, were more than okay with allowing us to use this song. The challenge came down to us having to recreate the intro to that song. Now I'm going to play you the original ver version of that. And so this is the original version. And after about a two-day period, this was the remake of that same section. Now this is just the music, which in and of itself was hard to make, uh -huh. but it sounds simple enough. Then of course we had to add the vocal because that's one of the most important parts of that sample in order to make it sound as close to the original as I possibly could. So this is my part of the vocal. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. These boys kill These boys are here killing it. Let's go. Wow. And then this, of course, Kayla, who sounds a hell of a lot better than I do. This is her part of the vocal. And so all together, when you add that to the production that we made, this is what you get. <laughs> it's original. Remake. That's scary. How good Original. That is. Interesting thing about this is okay. Annie, after having heard Nikki's version of the song out and after with number one, still believed that she was hearing herself in the master. Wow. So I had to prove to them in front of a table of lawyers. I showed them essentially what I just showed you. That's a recreation. I want to say happy 13th anniversary to Nicki Minaj, uh, to Pop Wenzel, who was also on this record and to Andy Lennox, because I'm actually a huge fan of her. So the fact that she heard a recreation of one of her songs and thought she was hearing one of her originals actually tell really the flattering difference. to me as a creative. That's what's so, up. Shout out to her as well. That's what's up. I love these stories. I love when producers like show you their actual craft and at how good they really, really are. Ah, I love this type of stuff. Shame on you, Annie Lennox. But I get it. I get it. I get it. Big Pontiac's in the house. Big Pontiac's in the house. All right. Now, do I want to go with this? Let me see. Do I want to go with that? You know what? Let's do this. Okay. Kind of jingling. Nope. No, I don't want to do this. I want to go to that. Hey, let's talk Maybelline. Since everybody is still on the Anheuser-Busch, how come nobody is mentioning Maybelline? Maybelline basically pulled an Anheuser-Busch. Maybelline under fire for using bearded model in ad after Dylan Mulvaney flap. This has been quiet for the last few weeks. Now, I've been meaning to talk about this for weeks now. That's This is how, you know, old this is to a certain extent. So Maybelline is under fire again for hiring a bearded makeup artist to start its latest ad just weeks after the brand fielded calls for boycotts over tapping Dylan Mulvaney to promote its concealer. Okay. This is the guy Maybelline. Okay. It's <laughs> Maybelline, the world's largest cosmetics brand. Post an Amazon Prime Day advert and its stars mustachioed, bearded, 
and bald influencer Ryan Vita. In the ad, Vita sports a full face of makeup and a bearded barrette. Uh, and his beard while applying bright pink shades of Maybelline Super Stay Liquid Lipstick. This woman says, why are you using men to advertise this? I can't picture myself wearing any old any of your lipsticks when all I can see is a whole ass beard and mustache. Enough already. Peace out, Maybelline. Listen, it's not it's not about money at this point. The agenda is more important. He then blows a kiss showing that no gloss has transferred onto his hand in less than 24 hours since Maybelline shared the ad with his nearly 12 million Instagram followers. The video was viewed more than 1.2 million times. The caption denotes that Vita, who has 49,000 followers and uses the pronouns she, he, they, is a Maybelline partner and nearly 2,000 comments show that many consumers aren't pleased with the casting this is unacceptable and disturbing one user wrote while another commented really don't want to be seeing men doing makeup tutorials nonsense unfollowing uh while others announced that they wouldn't be buying maybelline products any longer after seeing the video over on twitter one response played on maybelline's catchphrase maybe it's maybelline and said maybe it's not maybelline this is it. This is the end. It's Prime Day on Amazon, so why not see if Maybelline has any deals going on? And look at that. Superstay Vinyl Ink is 30% off, and my favorite colors are in stock and ready to ship. My Amazon order arrived the next day, and here I am filming a makeup review. And baby, check out this color and shine. It's so comfortable, and it will not budge or smudge for up to 16 hours. Let me know what you think, and shop Maybelline Prime Deals for 30% off right now. Listen. It's not about money. We're past money. It's about an agenda that they're going to see to the end. Doesn't matter how much they lose money wise and how many employees they have to fire. The agenda will move forward. Period. It's not about make losing, uh, you know, revenue at this point. They're beyond that. They're beyond that. Once again, Del Del Delvin, Delvin Mulvaney is, is a partner for Maybelline, right? The post which Mulvaney shared with her nearly 2 million followers on March 13th has since amassed more than 1.5 million views and also spurred protests against Maybelline that could be likened to the wave of boycotts against Anheuser-Busch's Bud Light. They don't care. The agenda is more important. You want to call it a culture war? This is a war. They're getting, they're getting hungered in for the long haul. Okay. They're not worried about you not spending money with them. They're not worried about that. Because no company in their right mind will risk losing so much of their market share and revenue, uh, potential revenue. For, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is about an agenda that has to be seen through. Period, point blank. There is no if, ands, or buts. They're not worried about losing money. They're just not. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Let me get out of there. Let me get out of there. Let's do this. Uh, remember when um, a few years ago they brought in the Common Core Mathematics? I remember because I needed help trying to understand Common Core Math. I literally had to go and do tutorial sessions with Minimi's teachers so I could understand the Common Core Math. It was a nightmare. And I think I'm a pretty smart guy. 
And it was a bunch of us parents in there asking these, like, why would, what's wrong with the old way of coming up with a certain answer for, uh, for an algebraic formula? And they were like, well, we, we choose it to go this route. So instead of going straight between two lines, they want to go around and about this way. That was common core. So now California has the new math. Okay. California has the new math. Let's get into it. Let's see what it is. Let's see what it is. California adopts controversial new math framework. Here's what's in it. The California State Board of Education voted to adopt a new and much debated math framework. Because remember in um, Boys in the Hood, remember what did Furious tell um, his son and Ricky? Furious told his son and Ricky, he said, look, don't worry about the history. He said, do well in the math. The numbers are universal. Well, apparently not. But let's let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, let's see. Concluding a years long process that involved three drafts prompted hundreds of suggested revisions and reignited decades old arguments over the purpose of math education and the meaning of equity. The thousand page framework aims to put meaning making at the center of the math classroom, promoting a focus on problem solving and applying math knowledge to real world situations. It also encourages teachers to make math culturally relevant and accessible for all students, especially students of color who have been traditionally marginalized in the subject. Now, I have my own thoughts about mathematics and people of color. I just I just feel that over the decades, they've, they've gotten away from it. They don't think it's important. It's not sexy. Mathematics, uh, the sciences is not sexy to the majority of black people, because if you knew better, all of our kids and I mean, all of our kids would be in math, math and sciences, nothing else. That would be it. But let's continue. Uh, the United States has not been teaching math effectively or equitably. We are one of the lower achieving countries and California is below the national average in its achievement in mathematics. So here we go. The framework is guidance, not a binding document, but it influences instructional practices, professional development and materials adoption in California. One of the largest education markets in the country with just under 6 million students in its K through 12 public schools. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Where is it at? Okay, let me find it. Okay, vociferous public debate. Scholars from Stanford. Okay, so scholars from Stanford, uh, University of California, Berkeley, and California Institute of Technology. These are some of the top universities in the country. So best believe you're going to feel it. This will spread. If these three schools say it is what it is, trust and believe other schools will follow. Okay. Let's go process taking a long time with this framework. Okay. So here we go. Inquiry based instruction. The framework proposes a fundamental shift to how math content is structured throughout the grades. Instead of organizing curricula and instruction around individual standards, the framework outlines big ideas in mathematics. The standards still exist with several uh, discrete goals living under each big idea, but the organizational change is designed to help illustrate the connections across topics, both within the grade and between grades. Teachers are encouraged to use inquiry to explore these big ideas, designing student investigations of intriguing, authentic problems. The goal, the framework explains, is to get students engaged in problem solving that feels interesting to them and that demonstrates the real world relevance of math. And here we go. Something everyone from parents 
to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation say they want to see in math class. There's the fix. Bill and Melinda, are you not surprised? Let's continue. These problems should challenge students with productive struggle being asked to grapple with complex ideas and novel situations as part of the learning process. Okay, the National Council of Teachers in Mathematics endorses this kind of reasoning and sense making in the teaching of the subject. And some teachers who have moved to this problem based uh, problem based methods say it can make students see why learning math matters for their lives. Get out of here. What is that? Get out of here. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, okay, let me get out of here. Let me get out of here. So it focuses on equity. I mean, yeah, see, it, this is that this is um no child left behind all over again. This is all this is all over again. Come on, come on, play, play, play. Okay, and still playing. 14 seconds left. Let me go through some comments. <laughs> yeah, man, this is uh this is wild. Are we done? Are we done? Here we go. California public schools are getting some new math curriculum, and critics are calling it woke math. The new framework includes nearly 200 mentions of the words equity and social justice. It tells teachers to make their lessons culturally relevant and empowering. What about, you know, the actual math part? Right. Mm. Senior national correspondent William Lajeunesse is in Los Angeles. Okay, quick, quick um, side note. So I, I was I was looking up Harris Faulkner, the woman. This is the Faulkner focus program, her show on Fox. I was looking I was looking her up because I was and I found out she's a swirler and I was deeply disappointed, but it's I'm over it now. I'm over it. I I just wanted to look her up because I was just curious. Cause I was. Yeah, she's she's a swirler. She's got two girls. She married to a former newscaster named Tim Tim somebody, but let's go, let's go. Social awareness, this in a state where 33%, one third of the students are proficient in math. Now this received some pushback from professors of science and math at the university level. In a letter to the Board of Education, they said these reforms are a big mistake because they are insulting, immoral, and foolish to replace arithmetic with, quote, an endless it's river of fads that insert equity, social justice, and, and environmental care, care yeah, this is crazy, in right? a math class saying that we're going to have trauma-infused pedagogy that I didn't tells know, Nick. kids they're traumatized by capitalism and I therefore they know. have to become activists and overthrow the system. That stuff's all in there. So according to the new framework, teachers need to take a, quote, justice-oriented perspective and focus on historically marginalized people. It also substitutes Algebra 2 with a course in data science, which is not involve problem solving. Wow. It also pushes algebra one from the eighth grade to the ninth grade level, which effectively prevents students from taking calculus in their senior year, mm. which of course they need to pursue a degree in say medicine, science or engineering.
Can you imagine going through high school not taking calculus? It will have a profound effect and, and will set back thousands and, so, and thousands of children and will likely influence what's happening in other states in the yeah. country. Yeah. So the state declined our request for an interview saying, Harris, that these reforms will, quote, provide new opportunities for those in need mm -hmm. of more assistance to catch up and surge ahead. Critics say just because it's easier doesn't make it make better. Make it better, of course. Because the playing field won't change. It'll be tough as ever. All okay, if Harris, Harris Faulkner ever decides to come back home and, you know, we cross paths, I would hope my wife would understand. But I can see Let's continue. This is crazy. You're replacing math with feelings. Ugh. But don't worry. Like I said, if, if Berkeley and Stanford make it happen, you're going to see other universities make it happen as well. Just do not be surprised. Where do I go from here? Let's do this. Let's just get right into part two somewhat from last night. Listen, ladies, y'all, you guys are under suppressive fire from um them people they are on y'all necks do you understand they they they're coming from they smell blood in the water and unfortunately nobody can help you okay i hate to say it but nobody's coming to help you guys what y'all better do is get you a man hold on to him real tight and you know what i'm saying that's what you better do at this point get you a man hold on to him real tight Cause it's gonna be some rocky times ahead for a lot of you. Let's go, let's go. Hey, I'm gonna just keep it a bug. A lot of cisgender women are just unhappy. Uh oh. A lot of no, let's use the term that they love. A lot of real women are really unhappy. Uh -oh. A lot of real women are really unhappy. A lot of real women are really insecure, and uh -oh. a lot of real women are really bothered that trans women really look better than they really do. Oof. Listen, I am not emotionally invested into this war. This, we saw this coming for the last few decades. Some of us had were vocal about it. Say, ladies, y'all back in the wrong horse. You're back in the wrong horse. Let's come on, let's go. Since they really want this real word, have it. Girl, you can have it. Girl, it's not my fault that you mistaken my happiness and my femininity as a challenge. Uh-oh. Sweetie, when I was identifying how feminine I was and how far I wanted to go and how I wanted my inside to match my outside, I had nothing to do with you. Uh-oh. Okay. Y'all under fire. They laying down suppressive fire. Got y'all pinned down. Because it seems like y'all only have so much to say when it comes to a competition. It really seems like y'all only have so much to say when it comes to tearing somebody else down. Girl, don't nobody want to be you. Uh-oh. What? Girl, don't nobody want to be you. Let's be. Girl, don't nobody want to be you. <laughs> Girl, don't nobody want to be you. They're <laughs> missing a lot of you don't want to be you. Bitch, I speak very frequently and openly about my penis, about the type of sex I have, about the type of men that I'm attracted to. Girl, don't nobody want to be you. Don't nobody want to be you. She going to say, y'all don't want to be you. Let me guess. Um, sir, ma'am, are you going to say that even the real women don't want to be them? Y'all are just mad that people are really out here moving and happy, and y'all are really mad that people are being mistaken for you and getting more respect than you do. That has nothing to do with us. That you know what, Chocolate Bunny? I'm glad you said it. What's the difference between her and Jess Hilarious? They look alike. They look alike. You, can, you can't be mad if a man mistakes just a hilarious for a man. You, there, what's to be mad about? That's like if you're a fat chick and somebody mistakes you for being pregnant. Oh, hey, 
congrats when the baby's due. Um, I'm not pregnant. I'm sorry. You're so big in the stomach. I thought you were. So who are you mad at? Who who's really at fault? The person that was under under the impression you were pregnant or the fat person? So when a, when a man says I didn't if, if academics really thought I, of course he's trolling but if if there's a majority of, or a bunch of men that actually believe that Jess Hilarious was a man uh, who how's that that how's that their fault how is that the man's fault if he legit thought you were a man? look what he's got to deal with look look what he do with us that is not a reason why you should be disrespecting us and, and, and trying to make it a big thing. Girl, don't nobody want no period. Don't nobody want no kids because a lot of you hoes don't want no kids. A lot of y'all only have any kids to keep a man around. Ouch. Oh, oh, man down. Throw in the towel. Stop, 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 stop. Ma'am, sir, you're hitting below the belt. Ma'am, sir, you're hitting below the belt. Too much, too much sauce right now. Let's go. A lot of y'all only have kids because you trying to make your mom and daddy happy. A lot of y'all are married or, or not even married, but the ones that are getting married are Married to a man that don't respect you, probably beat you, don't give you the compliment, don't treat you like the real woman that you are, so why are you really mad at us? Uh-oh. You're uh -oh. not really mad at trans women for, for considering ourselves women. You're mad because you don't really get respected as the woman that you really were born to be real in. God damn it. When you're right, you're right. Whoo. Hey, now, hey, now, I'm, I'm just saying two things can be right at the same time. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Girl, stop taking all your frustrations and your disrespect on other people. That has nothing to do with us. Listen, y'all pin down. Y'all pin down. They just... It, <laughs> guns are blazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're, they're doing bombing runs on y'all. Listen, ladies, your best bet moving on is to get you a man. Hold on to him tight. Because this dating pool is getting very crowded. And these men have tons of options you may not like the options that it looks like but they are nonetheless options however you feel about it that's one thing but the dating market is crowded okay the dating market is crowded if you got you a man you better hold on to that motherfucker tight you better tell him how much you appreciate him you think some of these dudes give a fuck about you know chicks with dicks at this point Hell, Andrew Tate just said, just scoot it over. Andrew Tate, the most masculine mixed guy in the, on the planet right now, online, just told a bunch of men, hey, just scoot it over. You understand? It's only going to get worse. This is the real gender war. Men, stand down. This is not your fight. If it takes a bunch of Autobots and Decepticons for them to come back to the table or to be like, you know what? Y'all wasn't so bad after all. If that's what it takes, then let it be. But this is not y'all's fight. Sit y'all asses down. Work on yourselves. Let the sisters deal with this. This is their mess to clean up. Nobody else's. Yeah, yeah. That's all he said. He said, scoot it over. He said he'd rather deal with a trans that looks like Megan Fox than a real woman that looks like Hulk Hogan. He just said, just scoot it over. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm just telling you what it is. That's what he said. He said, scoot it over. All right. So, and, and like I said, these young, these younger guys, 
this this gender fluid shit. They don't care about how you feel about them, and if they if they go both ways, you're not gonna be able to shame these guys in a minute. I'm just saying. Okay, okay, okay. Whew, man, I mean, y'all getting y'all going through it right now. Shit, I mean, goddamn. Let's go, let's go. Let me see. Let's get to Gilly. The Gilly Defense Force is out. Overtime, for what I don't know, the the hypocrisy y'all trying to give Gilly and his family and his rhetoric is uh, it just makes borderline no sense to me at all. So, let's get to Gilly, the walking contradiction, hypocrite. I don't know whatever you want to call him. It just makes no sense. The, 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 here we go. Wait, 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 wait. Where's the volume? Volume, volume, volume. Where's the volume button? Oh, come on. Give me the volume button, son of a bitch. Oh, there it is. Duh. All right, here we go. This might not be popular to say, but I'm 100% sincere. When I-, I have no no idea who this goofball is. This nigga's a goofball. Wherever this guy is, you're a goofball. Oh, D1 Music? D1 Music. You're a goofball. Let's go see you real quick. Oh, you one of these. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. You one of these pro blackity black Harvard University fellow, Hall of Fame rapper, never heard of you. World renowned speaker, never heard of you, man of God, blah, blah, blah. So you rap too. So you're a rapper. Let's see. Are you a rapper, sir? <laughs> a Hall of Fame rapper. Let's, let's see the link. Let's see what you do. In my Bible, in my bag remix. Oh, you're a Bible thumper. Stream my happy new single. Okay, okay. You're one of these guys. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Let's let's take a look and see what your channel is talking about. Let's see what you're talking about. Oh, you have 140,000. Okay. All right. Okay. So, on a mission to inspire the world to be real, be righteous. What else? What does it say? And B. Okay. Oh, his biography is cute. Look at this, y'all. If Tupac... And Lauren Hill had a son. It would be D1. He is truly the voice of a generation. Nobody's heard of you, sir. And these kids have not. No, 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 no. And has skyrocketed from doing local talent shows to worldwide tours growing up in New Orleans. And the temptation of the streets was very appealing. But these same streets broke D1's heart when his best friend got murdered. Okay. I mean, who hasn't? I mean, okay, I get it. At that moment, D knew that God called him to break the cycle of negativity, so he chose a different route. D began rapping in college and became very popular on campus. But upon graduation, he decided to use his charisma and swagger to become a middle school teacher to reach the youth. Now, that is commendable, sir. That is commendable. Okay, let's continue. He soon traded his classroom for my. Oh, so you went back to rapping. So we, we, so the world needs another rapper. Okay. The world needs another rapper. So you went from ground zero in the trenches with the youth to being a rapper. <sighs> okay. Traded his, uh, traded his classroom for a microphone and a stage and the rest is history. D1 entered the rap game on a mission to inspire people everywhere to be real, be righteous and be relevant. He has collaborated with platinum artists such as Lupe Fiasco, Macklemore, and Seven Streeter. His single, Sally Mae Back, 
went explosively viral. I've never heard of it, no diss, but and became known as the debt-free student loan anthem. His latest album, Slingshot David, is his most exciting project, carrying a theme of finding your slingshot and using it to, to defeat your Goliaths. That's cute. That's cute, excuse me. A concept everyone can relate to from his dreads to his outfits to his raps. D1 is a colorful personality full of raw. In- okay, I've never heard of you, sir. And I more than likely I never will. Okay, so let's do this. Let's go back to his message because he, he's, he's leading the Ghillie Defense Force. He's leading the Ghillie Defense Force. Let's see what the hell he had to say. Wait, today was your first day at Harvard? Today is officially my first day up here at Harvard. I'm about to go get my ID. Then I'm going to get my office keys, move into my office. So you, you work at... He work at... You work at Harvard. Come on, let's just get to what he said. This might not be popular to say, but I'm 100% sincere when I say it. To the artists performing at Gilly Fest this weekend, his son just got murdered less than a week ago. Okay. Please read the room. Do not go on that stage performing songs where you glorify murder, you glorify gun violence. Does do y'all not know who's all performing at at, at Gilly Fest? Does this nigga? When you, you know you you too, you're just too smart for your own good. Does he not realize that Gilly personally chose these artists to perform at Gilly Fest? It was the violence. And the gunplay and the misogyny that got them picked to begin with, sir, you make no damn sense. You glorifying drug dealing, you glorifying the streets, or you glorifying using the gun to get even with somebody by shooting. This dude is an idiot. Yo, there's life and death in the power of the tongue. Listen, just because you work you work for Harvard doesn't mean you're smart. Gilly, personally, look at all these. Do y'all see, you know what? That's okay. We, we going to get to the, to the lineup in a minute. Does he not understand what he's. T- this man is still grieving. Your presence is meant to restore some form of happiness and joy. Don't pour salt on an open wound. Oh my God. Pick another song to perform. It was the songs that got them chose to begin with. What the fuck they look like showing up to a festival, not performing the songs that Gilly said, Hey, you're here because of this particular song. Make it make sense. And if you don't have any songs in your catalog that's not glorifying murder and glorifying the streets, you might need to sit this one out. You got to really think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I just think about when my best friend got murdered and I went back after the funeral. Okay, shut up. Now, people in the comments are not stupid. I'm, I'm happy to see this. He booked them for these for those joints you're referring to. Right. How the fuck you going to say what they shouldn't perform when Gilly supports their music? And that's the reason he chose them artists. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, let's all see who's all performing at Gilly Fest. Let's take a look and see who's all performing at Gilly Fest. Gilly Fest. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We have. Can I, can I pick all this out? All right. Who, this is all who's performing, y'all. We have Sexy Red. 
pound town. Her thing is pink and her thing is brown. Finesse two times. Finesse two times. We have Peasy. Right? Has anyone heard of Peasy? And then we got the white boy. Um, what's his name? Mills? These P these are not J. Cole's. These are not Kendrick Lamar's. Right? These are hard. These are gun bars. These are gun and drug bars. Okay? These are gun and drug bars. I don't know what else to what to tell you. Uh, let's see. Hold up, hold up. Man, I hate that they don't have a like the actual name of these people all listed. That's stupid. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Do these do these do these athletes? I mean, do these um entertainers look like, you know, they sing Kumbaya and reach out and touch somebody's hand, make this world a better place if you can? Do they look like they have G Herbo? This fool about to do five years for wire fraud and scamming. Okay. What are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. G Herbal makes uplifting, timeless music. <laughs> Uplift. Wait. Oh, Rose, you changed your uh, your your uh, your avatar. Let's see. Let's take a look. Okay. You don't look very light skinned in that. You. I mean, I know you're a light bright, but you don't look very bright. Maybe it's the maybe it's the lighting, but you don't look very bright. I know you want that part of that rainbow bright tribe. It's all good though. It's all good. I like it. Good pick. Good pick. All right. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Sexy Red's show isn't Rhapsody. There's no positive rappers in this lineup, y'all. There's no positive rappers performing at Gilly Fest. I wonder why that is. Explain to me why there are no positive rappers performing at Gilly Fest. If it makes sense to you, then that's all that matters. Is anybody performing? Okay. Desi Banks. Does Desi Banks make uplifting, you know, timeless music? Does <laughs> No, yeah. Let me see who else. See, he don't even list the, he don't even list the names of them. Like that's dumb. Why would you not list the names of the people performing there? Who, who did the marketing for this? Anywho. Okay. I mean, we know AI is going to be there. I mean, yeah, but he ain't performing. He's not a performer. Like, he's just going to be there. Jess Hilarious is performing. I think she's doing the comedy routine. But homeboy, um, D1, you're an idiot, sir. Every artist that's performing um, basically is gun bars. It's gun and drug bars. And then you got Sexy Red performing. So, yeah. Give him grace for what? No. Grace for what? Desi's a comedian. You know what? Let's take a, let's take a look. Okay, let's take a look. Let's go look. Desi Banks. Let's look up Desi Banks' as one of his routines. He's a comedian. Let's look up some of his routines, shall we? Let's do that. Desi Banks. Let's see him in action. Oh. <laughs> you laugh like you know what up the scope mean. You know, you know what up the scope mean? Oh, sorry. Up the score. 
You got to get correct with them, man. She like, stop it. Now, nah, don't look at the niggas. They ain't going to help you. <laughs> All right, so you got to say it on the microphone. You ready? Don't be, don't be scared, sir. Welcome to the gangster party. <laughs> so what does it mean when we say up the scope? Get the man's back. Oh. And now, now you got to say we up on y'all pussy ass. Now, right now. We up on your pussy ass. Yeah. They up the skull. They up. This uh, okay. Maybe he has something better. Let's see. Maybe he has something a better routine. Cause I'm not feeling homeboy. Not funny, sir. Not funny. Okay, you so you've been faithful for four years. Okay, let's see. You know how you know a nigga lying when a nigga mouth go this way? That nigga was like... <laughs> like, ain't shit in your teeth, you just... Yeah, I'm, I'm too old for that, sorry. No, have you ever cheated for real, like real talk? No, so you still, stop doing your mouth like that, like... Tell me straight, don't do it, like, I'm gonna ask you again, and just say, okay, nah, I ain't doing shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm the old man. All right, you ready? All right, you ever cheated, bro? <laughs> That nigga still lying. It's, it, it, his mouth wanna lie. His mouth like, nigga, you lying like a motherfucker. I mean, I ain't mad. So you been faithful for four years? Okay, I mean, if y'all say he's funny, then he's funny. I, okay, I, I hear you. Yeah, I'm I'm out the loop. I mean, I, I fucks with the youth, but uh, I, I'll just keep my music. <laughs> I'll just be listening to, to uh, Destroy Lonely. Let's see. Okay. That was whack. That was whack. Okay, let me see who else is performing. Let's see who else. Can we get anybody a list of people? Okay, so he announces. Okay, let's see what he's talking about. Told y'all I was giving y'all artists every day that was gonna be a Gilly Fest, man. You hear me? I gave y'all G Herbo yesterday. Today I'm giving y'all Babyface Ray. What up, Neff? Okay, G, I know. I, G Herbo gonna be at Gilly Fest. Okay. Babyface Ray gonna be at Gilly Fest. Okay. Yeah, July 29th. Get your tickets. Okay. Get your tickets. Uh huh. Fuck around. Don't get your tickets and wait till the 10th day when I'm announcing acts on the 10th day. You gonna be mad as shit. Damn, I should have got my tickets. I ain't know he was going to be there. I didn't know they was going to be okay. there. Okay, Babyface Ray, I know I've heard of his stuff. So every artist performing basically goes against the entire message D1 laid out. So you're asking people to give him grace, or you're asking the artist to give him grace when the artists were selected for specific songs for specific messages in those songs to get them in front of to be played in the, the Gilly Fest. Hey man, if it makes sense to y'all, that's all it matters. If it makes sense to y'all, that's all it matters. I'm I'm turning into the old man at this point. I'm definitely turning into the old man. Okay. 
Yikes. Yeah, I never heard of Desi Banks. But if y'all say Desi Banks is funny, by all means. He does funny skits. Okay, I mean, that's cool. I ain't, hey, I ain't mad. Macbone, what's happening? He just be saying stuff. I'm, I'm just saying. Okay, Dartmouth. This is why I keep blocking you. And then every month I unblock everybody and you're going to get your ass blocked again. Like, seriously, if you don't like what I'm saying, leave. That's the beauty of choice and free will and life. If you don't like 51 million other YouTube channels, sir, if you don't like what I'm saying, you have the, the ability to leave, leave. I don't want anybody here that doesn't want to be here. That's the beauty of it. You can leave. Anytime you like. Who is this texting me? Man, listen. Can I just say something real quick? Can I be petty for like five minutes? No, I can't. I can't. I can't be petty. Nope. I don't want to offend anybody. Nope. I'll say that for another day. Anywho. Uh, he has no content. He uses his audience. Not funny at all. His skits are entertaining. His stand-up needs a little work. He and the country. Let's see. There I go with that country Wayne shit. Now, he's not funny to me at all. <laughs> yeah, treat him like the... Yeah, the Sandman. He's not funny. He needs the audience's participation to be funny. That's not good. That's not good. Nobody cares about not seeing him. D1 just mad he didn't get booked. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. He, he wanted to get booked. <laughs> Does he? I, I never heard of the guy. So, you know, I misunderstood you. Okay, if I did, my apologies. If you care to reframe your statement, because I talk positive. Where were you when I did the 15 black that helped Oppenheimer create the atomic bomb? Where were you then? I love how people always say Sly says nothing good about black folk. He always says something, you know, negative or disparaging about black folk. But when I do positive shit about black folk, y'all don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no everybody goes to sleep. Okay. But one of the biggest movies of the year. And I told you it was 15, it was 13 black men and two black women that helped this man create the atomic bomb. <laughs> right? Okay. Let's continue. Let's continue. Hey, if y'all, if, if Desi is funny, y'all, that's all that, that, that's all that matters. I'm, I'm a little older with my comedy. Like I prefer actual comedic talent, quick wit. You know, off the cuff, um, social events, um, just, I don't know. Like these new comedians, anybody under Kevin Hart at this point? And even Kevin Hart is, is, is debatable, debatably funny. But when he has material, like good material, he knocks it out of the park. But if, if, you, if you ask me, can Kevin do something just cold? Just, you know, with no no prep, no rehearsal, just off the cuff funny? No. But when he has structure, he has content, 
You know what I'm saying? When he has his jokes lined up, he kills it. But just like get up there and do something, just make me laugh. No, he can't do it. Cat Williams is probably the last like great, funny, off the cuff comedian. Just quick wit. You know what I'm saying? He's sharp as a he's sharp as a tack. Like Cat Williams, um, to me belongs in the conversation of the greatest comedians. Shit. Yeah, Cat Williams, man, like it's just yeah. But that's my opinion. That's my opinion. I like Mike Epps, <laughs> but it's like if Mike Epps ain't ain't high off drugs, <laughs> if he doesn't have a line of coke, it's it, you know, like the one stand up I was watching. Me and the wife were watching. He's wearing the, the red leather suit, the the red leather outfit, and it was cool, but I wasn't like dying for, of laughter. Like Cat Williams, I'm dying of laughter. Like Cat Williams is stupid funny. Like I just can't believe he just said this and the way he said it. You know what I'm saying? Plus he's short, so I can relate to Cat him being short. You know what I'm saying? So um Corey Holcomb is funny. Corey Holcomb is funny. Yeah, see, now I like that. Mike Epps is funny on in film. Well, Bernie Mac is up there. He's one of the greats without without questions. Okay, the streets need that Lecrae. And D1 Gangster Creole's mistake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's too clever. Yeah, he's extremely bright. Um, you know, DC Curry is okay. Robin Harris, way before his time. Robin Harris. Corey Holcomb is like Robin Harris 2.0. You know what I'm saying? Like we got Patrice O'Neill, but Robin Harris, that's Corey that's Corey Holcomb's DNA. Corey Holcomb is more Robin Harris than he is Patrice O'Neill. Now the only difference is Corey and Patrice have the same topics when it comes to man-woman relationships. But as far as like the vein of comedy, Robin Harris definitely has is the progenitor of 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 a Corey Holcomb. You know. Like Corey Holcomb, like, I mean, Robin Harris, follow the drip, follow the drip. Like the jokes that he said back then kind of laid it out for everybody now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Carlos is cool. Oh, I like, um, Chico Bean is funny. Chico Bean is funny. Like if Chico Bean did like a comedic rap album, I'd buy it. Like, if he did a, a comedy rap album, like how they used to do back in the day, Moms, Mabley, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, if he did, like, one of those albums, um, I'm there for it. Why he hasn't done it is beyond me, because he clearly has the skill set for it. I think he needs to do a comedy rap album in the same vein as the old heads used to do it. It was Cell. Cedric the Entertainer used to be funny. The funniest Cedric was ever was was Kings of Comedy. He hasn't been funny to me ever, ever since then. Like he's like sidekick funny. You know what I'm saying? No, no. I, I think people overhype Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah. He's, he's way overhyped for me. Way overhyped for me. Miss Pat was funny. Yes. Yo, Chico Bean is, is like when he's re freestyling this shit. 
I'm like, that's his, that's his lane. Like do comedy rap albums. That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Robin Harris way before his time. Way before his time. Um, he doesn't get mentioned enough, unfortunately. Michael Blackson, he's from my backyard. He's from Philly. Michael Blackson's from Philly. Or did he grow up in Philly? He grew up in Philly, right? I could be wrong. It's a dude from Chicago, Chicago who can roast your skin off your bones. He's what the old folks say, signify. Okay. Godfrey, um, I don't care for Godfrey, man. Godfrey hasn't given me a joke that I can rem- remember off top. So, no, Godfrey, if I don't see him, I'm not going to miss him. Okay. Charleston White is funny. He's ignorant funny. He's like the drunk uncle you shouldn't be laughing at or shouldn't be agreeing with, but you do end up agreeing with him. That's Charleston White. I'm with you on that. Okay. Cedric went Hollywood say, but even his comedy, like, ah, oh, man. Nah, his routines after, after Kings of Comedy, to me, that, that, was, that was his moment. That was his thriller moment. To me, he peaked. And that was it. Because did, did y'all watch his comedy show? Remember, he had the comedy show before Steve Harvey on UPN. Was it UPN? It was a, a, like a, a song and dance comedy special. He would sing and dance in, in, in the opening act. And then they would do intermission. He would do a song and dance. Like, I, shit was trash. Does anybody remember that? Great host, yes. Comedian, no. The last comedian that made me laugh was Tom Segura. Okay. I would hire Seth. You know what? Y'all going to hell. Hell. Assistant comedian. Eddie Griffin is funny. He's African, but he, oh, he's from Ghana. Okay. Okay. Godfrey, that's what I'm saying. Like, Godfrey, I could, I could if I don't never see him again, I'm cool. I'll never understand Will Ferrell being a, a considered a comedian. I just thought he was just an, an actor that does comedies. That's how I looked at him. Right? Chris Rock is funny, but that last one was sketchy for me. Like, he's falling off in, in my eyes. Uh, let's see. Michael Collier was, was funny. Ontario Hunts. Okay, he's from out west. He roasted the shadow cab on stage. Jamie Foxx. You know, he hasn't done a comedy stand-up, stand-up in forever, but Jamie Foxx, you know, got his comedic chops is on point. Wayne Brady. Oh, my God, yes. Wayne Brady is scary fun. He's that good. He's that good. Listen, like, the, the, the episode he did on the Chappelle show, you know, there was no more white jokes after that. <laughs> Riverside, motherfucker. You know when he did the, the appearance on the, on the Dave Chappelle show? All that white jokes, shit, stop. Because he would kill it on um, Drew Carey. And uh, what, what was the improv show on ABC? Wayne Brady would kill it every night. And black folks were like, ah, that's white comedy. But when he showed up on Chappelle's show, all that shit stopped. Like, he got black folk respect. You know what I'm saying? So... E. 
Okay, he moved to Jersey at 12. See, yeah, they, he's so far removed from his peoples, but, you know, it is what it is. You know what? Tommy is funny. Tommy is funny. If Tommy had a, a, a comedic act and it was structured and he had a writer to help him write, I think he can make a pivot. Tommy can make a pivot. Yeah, he's a comedic actor. I agree. I agree. Um, King Bach. Nah. Okay. Godfrey is funny in conversations. I could see that. Tommy Davidson slept on. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. Please, one person in here to tell me they've heard of Basket Mouth. I've never heard of Basket Mouth. Yeah, Wayne Brady triple threat. J. Anthony Brown. And, you know, I can take a leave him. Yeah, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, Wayne Brady would kill it every night. And black folk would be like, he's not funny. He's white people funny. And I'd be like, do you not realize this guy's immensely talented? Immensely talented. Superbly talented. Okay, King. Yeah, I didn't think King Bach is not funny. He said, what's in the Willie Brown? <laughs> Willie, Willie, Willie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if Tommy got a writer and got structured jokes, Tommy could still make a pivot. It's not too late for Tommy. Y'all tell him it's not too late for Tommy to make a pivot to go into comedy. He just needs a writer to help him write and structure his 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 show, his his jokes, the segues into his jokes and some joke topics because he can pull it off. Tommy can pull it off. Tommy's that good. Tommy's that good. I got I got Spence in um, knocking Bud out in either round nine or ten. I got Errol Spence knocking Bud out in either rounds nine or ten, and then Spence is going to go up to one fifty four. And I say in two years he fights Canelo at a catchweight. Mark my words. Before Canelo retires. He will fight Spence at a catch weight. Now, does Canelo beat uh, Jamal Charlo? Will, does, 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 does Canelo beat Jamal Charlo? I don't know. Big Charlo ain't fought in two years, but Canelo's got a lot of hard miles on him. I don't know, man. I don't know. Tommy's too stubborn. He won't listen. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. So I said either rounds nine or 10 rounds, nine or 10. Like, listen, as good as Bud is, uh, Errol is that much better. As good as Bud is, Errol is that much better. Errol does everything Bud does better. And when he starts pounding those body shots, he's going to, you know what Errol does? He, he goes for the body, breaks you down over time and gets you up out of there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, rounds 9 or 10, Spence are going to get him up out of there. But two years, in less than two years, he will fight Canelo at a catch weight. And I think he could beat Canelo if they fought at 154. If they fought at 154, I'm going with Spence over Canelo. Canelo's got too many fights on him, man. Canelo's got six. Let me see. Let's, let, we're going to deviate a little bit. <laughs> we're going to deviate a little bit. Let's look at Canelo's record. Let's look at Canelo's record. He's got a lot of miles on his body, and he's he's young still, right? Relatively. So let's do this. Canelo. 
Canelo is currently, he has 63 fights. He's 33 years old, y'all. Canelo's only 33 years old and has 63 fights. That's a lot of punishment. He ain't got too much left in him. Okay? He ain't got too much left in him. 63 fights, y'all. All my boxing guys, that's too many miles on, on him. You know? Too many miles. That's a lot of punches to the body. A lot of wear and tear. He has twice as twice as many fights as as anybody. Like, there's no one walking around here with 63 fights, and he's only 33 years old, y'all. Uh, let's look at um Jamal Charlo. Jamal. Right, the big one. Yeah, Jamal. Jamal, I'm sorry, Jamal. Jamal is, he's 33, and he's only had 37 fights. That's a big difference. That's a big, big difference. So these guys are getting up there in age. Um, I believe uh, Spence is, Spence is 33? 35. I believe Spence is 35, right? He's 33. Okay, Spence is 33. He's only had 28 fights. But Crawford's 35. Yeah, see, Bud's 35. And he's had 39 fights. So everyone's getting up there in age. Like everybody's getting up there in age. Is all they got a, a couple years left in them before uh it, you know it's a wrap for all these guys. So they all need to kind of go ahead and just get it get it over with and fight each other. But I do see um once Spence gets rid of Bud, he goes up to 154, and eventually in a year or two he will fight Canelo at a catch weight at 154, provided Canelo can beat Jermel. I don't know. I don't know. The only the only only thing that concerns me is, is, is Jermel hasn't fought in two years. That's a lot of ring rust. That's a lot of ring rust. But then Canelo has, goddamn, 63 fights on him. That's too much. And he's only 33 years old. That's too much. Listen, if can you imagine the body shots Spence would give Canelo if they fought at 154? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot. That's a lot, lot. Okay, but yeah, I, I got I got Spence getting butt up out of here. <laughs> nine nine rounds, nine or ten. You're gonna get about you get get that nigga body. <laughs> you know what would have been a better fight? I would have liked to see Crawford take on Porter, or or Keith Thurman. I, I would have liked to see that fight first. I think Bud should have fought um, Porter or Porter or Thurman first. You know. Maybe, you know, after after Spence gets him out of here, maybe he'll fight one of those two at, at that point. Probably will have no choice but to, you know, moving forward. But, yeah, not, rounds 9 or 10, man. Spence going to get that boy up out of here, bro. Quit playing with me. Quit playing. Quit playing. Um, Whatever whatever catch weight they decide to, to decide on, it'll, it'll happen. You don't think you can make 154 again? Well, they can fight it. Then they can fight at one sixty. Then let them fight at one sixty. You know, then they can fight at one sixty. I think Spence can beat Canelo. I don't care what they fight at. If they fight at one sixty, yeah, I'm still going with Spence over Canelo. 
What is Canelo fighting at right now? Uh, Canelo fight weight. He's currently fighting at... He, okay, 168. He can... Okay. I can see them fighting at 160. He had no business fighting Beevil. He had no business fighting Beevil. Errol Spence is at 146. Yeah, they could do the catch weight at 160. They could do a catch weight at 160. I can see that happening. I can see it happening. Oh, Crock Crawford knocked out Porter in round 10. Only reason because Porter was too aggressive. Okay. Then Thurman would have been a better fight. I think, um, he, yeah, I didn't think he deserved to fight. I don't think he deserved to fight, uh, Spence. I think he should have ran through everybody that Spence ran through. Then make the fight. You know, it is what it is. Spence going to win regardless. That's how I, this, this is, just is how I see it. Um, okay. Let me get on with the next before I deviate too far. All right, California at it again. Jesus, man, listen. So now California has a rule that you can no longer buy gas-powered uh, trimmers, lawnmowers. Uh, so all the landscaping businesses um, are going to, a lot of them are going to flounder. So this is how bad, this is how serious California is about this le electric thing. Let's go. That you can no longer purchase internal combustion engines, which essentially includes a lot of lawnmowers, leaf trimmers, and hedgers, and that sort of maintenance equipment. They did this because they wanted to help the environment. How that affects us is that in order to procure that equipment, the cost of that can be upwards of 400% more to the small business owner. They have to either work more. If there's three employees on a truck, you're gonna have to have about 50 batteries wow. to get through the day. This is insane. My guest today is Jay Martinez. Today he'll discuss how a new law will impact the landscapers in California. We are doing this episode to highlight the challenges that hardworking landscapers will face in the upcoming years in California. This is insane. What's happening with this and, and putting small business owners and landscapers in a position to have to break the law like that, if they want a more equitable and, and just California, don't want to be able to put people who are trying to make ends meet in this position. And your father built this business, right? It's the, the, the landscapers, the gardeners, the valet person, the janitor. It's a lot of these folks who are not talked about a lot, oftentimes forgot about in society. I'm Tiamat Karami. Welcome to California Insider. Okay, let's get to it, let's get to it. Wait, Jay, wait. it's great to have you. Okay, okay. It's going to uh, mandate the landscapers and us residents not to use gas-powered lawnmowers or leaf blowers. Can you tell us more about what's going on with this law? Absolutely. So the law happened at the end of 2021 where the California Air Resources Board, CARB, had passed a law saying that all SOAR, which is small off-road engines, those the pieces of equipment would be banned at the end of at the start of 2024 and so what that would mean is essentially you can't purchase these, this uh, gas-powered equipment anymore and so that law was followed up with legislation at the state capitol with ab uh, 1346 which really solidified that uh, movement with carb saying again at the end of 2023 start of 2024 that you can no longer purchase internal combustion engines which essentially includes a lot of lawnmowers leaf trimmers and hedgers and that sort of maintenance equipment and how does this impact landscapers? You've been this in this business insane. for a while. You don't have you know, the this is going to impact landscapers significantly, right? Absolutely. So what's going to happen is the existing equipment that's out there right now, you can continue to use it. But at the end of it, your only option now is electric. So one of the issues is that the technology isn't as robust as the small off-road engines. 
and that's due to the fact that the technology hasn't been around as long as the uh, internal combustion engines. So how that affects us. There's a reason why internal combustion engines have been around and have not been replaced like outright. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. The internal combustion engine is probably one of the greatest inventions ever, like next to the cotton gin and um, the Bessemer converter, like the internal combustion engine is, I, I think, man, mankind's top five greatest creations ever, ever, ever. Is that in order to procure that equipment, the cost of that can be upwards of 400% more to the small business owner. How much is that roughly? Depending on the type of equipment you want, the, the largest piece would be a, a ride-on lawnmower. And right now you could find a, a decent one, you know, retail new for neighborhood of three to $4,000. If you were to try to find that same one, that's the electric version of it, that can go up to right now about $12,000 MSRP. Wow. Yeah, so we're talking about a good 400% increase in uh, procuring equipment. And so that can hurt small business owners just because they don't have that capital to invest. And so that, that could hinder them down a bit to be able to do their jobs and have a livelihood. And that's for us too, consumers too. If somebody wants to cut their lawn themselves, they have to do that too? Yes, absolutely. So the state had estimated that most actually of the gas-powered engines are owned by consumers <laughs> Uh, but a good 20% of them are owned, you know, and used every day by landscape contractors and your gardeners. So it will crazy. affect the consumer, but it will certainly affect the, the small businesses. So it's going to be a, a big change. So if, if you're converting from uh, gas power to electric, now you're going to have to worry about charging these batteries on the job site. So there was a study that we had done that said if there's three employees on a truck, you're going to have to have about 50 batteries wow. to get through the day. So and you burn those things pretty quick. All right, I'm not going to inundate y'all with all this. This is what's going on. This is how serious California is. But even the white woman was like, we don't have the structure for it because infrastructure, because, you know, we do we still have rolling burnouts. So how if you're a landscaper, hey, I can't charge my equipment because rolling burnouts. Like she makes a great point. I just want to hear her talk real quick. California Air Resources Board did a, a, a very large Zoom call, several Zoom, Zoom calls last year. And there were numerous people on these phone she calls, like 12, 1,300 people on these calls. And they had discussions from people from the Pacific Crest Trail were on it, people from Winnebago, the motorhomes, because they're going to be impacted by it because they also have gas-powered generators on the Winnebagos. Okay. And then you have the woman like from the Pacific Crest Trail that has to send people out on these trails to do the trimming every year for the backpackers and the people that go along the Pacific Crest Trail. And how are they going to plug in their equipment. And when I spoke to CARB on that Zoom call, I had about a minute and a half to speak amongst a lot of people. Mm -hmm. My point was, I believe very much so that they've put the cart before the horse. We in California here, I don't believe we have the infrastructure we set don't. in place. So how, when they change over to the battery operated equipment, are they going to be able to sustain us with all of this extra electrical going in? Because we all know in the summertime here, we uh, get alerts brownouts. Brownouts. And, and are told that we need to uh, shut down between 2 p.m. Yep. and 8 8 p.m. in the afternoon. Matter of fact, they'll run. They'll te they'll 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 they're so strict with it. They send the meter readers out, and if you have a history of of running electricity from like two to seven, they'll they'll add a tax to you. They'll fine you for that shit. Even with uh, when we when we um, water our, our our lawns, like we have times where we cannot. We're not allowed to water our lawns from a certain time. If they see you, they have people patrolling. And if they catch you watering your lawn during these times, you'll get a, you'll get a fine. Like that's how serious it's California, man. What, I mean, what, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> because we have such a heavy surge on our electrical grid. So how, how are we going to do that? 
and then how do I explain to my clients, I'm sorry, I couldn't mow your lawn or do any of the things that we needed to do on your property because we had a brownout yesterday, which exactly. happens quite frequently in the Los Angeles area during the summer when the grid is overwhelmed. So that to me is the biggest white elephant in the room. And I'm not sure how they're going to be able to fix that. They're not going to, they're not going to be able to, it's going to be a painful, painful process. All right. Um, <laughs> let me see. Did I get everything? I want to make sure I got everything. Okay. Gilly and Jalen Brown. Okay. Let's do the California man, Maybelline. Um, fed tax hike. We'll cover that real quick. And then we're going to get into Hassan Campbell's son. This is weird. Okay. All right. Fed hikes. Quarter point, quarter point, and they and they, they're going to raise the interest rate again before the year is out. I mean, who who can't see it coming at this point? So you know, people have better get their priorities together because uh, Keisha ain't Keisha ain't got nothing to do with this with these Fed rates. <laughs> Okay, let's go, let's go. Let's talk to me kind of. Some good news from the IMF raising growth forecasts, global growth forecasts for this year, thanks to some degree of resilience in the global economy. But it also warns that choppy waters could still be ahead. The agency says growth remains weak by historical standards and advanced economies continue to be the biggest drag. Christine Romans joins us now. The biggest economies may be um, the biggest drag or the advanced economies, but um, it's a recession that we've continued to talk about for, for more than a year and it never... Damn all that. Let's get to it. It's the 11th rate increase since the Fed began its inflation fight in March of 2022. And it comes just one month after the central bank hit pause in order to assess the state of the economy after the failures of three regional banks since the spring. So all of you business owners that wanted to do additions and do this and that, everything is going up. You're not going to be able to afford the loans that you wanted, you wanted to borrow to do this and that. It's just... Oof. Eesh. Okay, Jerome Powell underscored that another rate hike remains an option. It's going to happen. So basically, another another increase is coming before the year is out. It's coming. He says at the margin, stronger growth could lead over time to higher inflation, and that would require an appropriate response for monetary policy. Powell said that he also said that the core inflation remains pretty pretty elevated. That a dependence remains the buzzword again, and given the confusing signals of uh, waning inflation, but a tight labor market, keeping all options on the table seems to be a sensible approach. It's a mess, y'all. It is a mess. Personal consumption expenditures price index rose 3.8% in May from a year earlier, down from the uh, prior month 4.3%. Meanwhile, the core measured inch down to 4.6% from 4.7% during the same period now now explain this to me so we got the feds raising the rates and, and we got netflix doing this y'all see this shit netflix is hiring um ai content managers okay ai they're hiring ai product managers nine hundred thousand dollar salary 
Okay. AI product manager on a $900,000 salary. Netflix is swimming in money. Netflix is swimming in money. Okay, let me, let me, swim, let me, let me I don't want to do this. Okay, let's do deadline, deadline. Give it to me, deadline. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Machine learning, artificial intelligence, is power innovation in all areas of the business. Okay, I'm talking about Black Mirror. So, 900,000 per soldier in the godless AI army when the amount of earnings could qualify 35 actors and their families for SAG after health insurance is just ghoulish. Having been poor and rich in this business, I can assure you there's enough money to go around. It's just about priorities. Now, let's see. Okay. So, yeah. Matter of fact, Amazon has posted a position. So, it's not just Netflix. And Warner Brothers has posted a position. Okay, let's see. So in addition to overall product manager one, there are five other roles with obvious machine learning responsibilities and likely more if you were to scour the requirements and duties of others. An engineering manager and member satisfaction, uh, their recommendation engine probably could earn as much as $849,000 a year, but the floor for the market range is $449,000. That's where the conversation starts. An L6 research scientist in ML could earn $390,000 to $900,000. And the technical director of their ML uh, R&D tech lab would make four hundred fifty dollars to $650,000. Okay. Uh, let's see. This is unreal. Unreal. So we got the UPS guys getting their 49 bucks an hour. Now we got Netflix offering a salary of 900 grand a year for AI product management. This is unreal. This is ugly. The job listing is vague and open to interpretation. It seems it seeks someone with a technical background in engineering and or machine learning. Netflix is not explicitly saying we want someone to help us produce AI generated films and TV shows without the need for treacherous actors and writers who are brazen enough to require food and shelter. But the fix ad does say artificial intelligence is powering innovation in all areas of the business from helping us buy and create great content, helping members choose the right title for them through personalization to optimizing our payment processing and other revenue focused initiatives. Uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's what's going on now. So once again, Hollywood is not dying. It's going through some serious, serious birthing pains. 
So what what comes out of this new Hollywood is going to be something that is going to be scary to a lot of folks. All right. But if you're ahead of the curve, then you know what to expect and you can uh, and ad uh, adapt and, and adjust and make the necessary uh, move, move, maneuvers for you to, to take advantage of. Okay, FedEx, I'm FedEx. Okay, I don't care about that. I'm over that part. Okay. Hassan Campbell. Now, there's this rumor. There's this rumor that Hassan Campbell has a son. Okay, Sly, what? what it's not that he has a son. Apparently, the son is the people. Now, take what I present to y'all with a grain of salt. 50% say it is his son. The other 50% say it's not his son. I don't know. But I did go looking for it on DJ, DJ Vlad. And this person here, this person here that was featured on DJ Vlad, that episode has now been scrubbed. You understand? That episode has, has now been scrubbed. This episode featuring this particular person right here that 50% of people say is, is Hassan Campbell's son is no longer on the Vlad website. Okay? So let's... Let's... <laughs> Let's 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 just you know take a peek. Let's just take a peek. Let's continue. Hi guys. Once again, take everything I present to you guys with a grain of salt. I cannot personally confirm if this is his son or not. I did all the scouring that I could. I went to Reddit, Twitter, I went to some other sites. Half say it's his son. The other half says it's not his son. The only slight confirmation I have is this particular person was at one point featured on DJ Vlad. You can no longer find that episode. You can no longer find that episode with this person on DJ Vlad. So that tells me something is there. I can't confirm. I can't deny, but something is there. Let's go. So it's Aubrey. Welcome to my channel, Aubrey's Life. Um, I now this is roughly four years old. This video is roughly four to five years old. Let's continue. I just wanted to start it out with like a quick Q&A to let everyone who's new to my channel know who Aubrey is, what does Aubrey have going on for herself, um, and yeah, I wanted people to ask me questions so I can answer them just to fill you in and let y'all get a little insight of who I am. So I'm going to just start off and say I'm Aubrey. Aubrey. Nice to meet everybody. I'm Hi. like a real energetic, outgoing, outspoken, blunt person. Y'all definitely going to see that about me. Like, I don't hold my tongue for nobody. That's just who I am. Very... Just very, you know, just okay, very okay, okay, okay. Extra, as you see. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, I'm 19. I am transgender. I've been transitioning now for four years, actually. May 11th just made four years. Um, what else? I'm from New York, Harlem. What's good? Um, and yeah, I feel like that's pretty much it. So because this is my first video, I'm not gonna edit it. I'm not gonna put all of these, you know, fancy stuff in it. It's just like a quick five minute video. Get to know me, I'll get to know you. Comment, subscribe, like, do all of that. I'm gonna post my social media in the description and everything. So okay. yeah, let's get it started. Yeah, we're not gonna um, go through all this. Time of me ever Once speaking again. his name or about him, period. So yeah, that answer is no. Wait, wait, wait. He has acknowledged he has a son? Okay, okay. <laughs> Why would I know? Why am I not surprised that Truth would know this stuff? <laughs> but we can't, we have not confirmed that this is his son. 
the only the only the only confirmation or even inkling that I have is once again the episode on DJ Vlad featuring this person here is no longer up on DJ Vlad. No, stop for real. Oh no, no. Are you serious, Miss Fifi? Oh, it is. Oh, yo, Miss Fifi got all the. Miss Fifi, you've been sitting on this gold mine all this time and didn't tell your boy. Wow. Miss Fifi is plugged. Capital P, son. Let's continue. Would you ever vacation in Jamaica? Oh, no. I mean, who Ms. wouldn't Fifi want a vacation? I want to travel the world one day. Like, I want to go to... Miss Fifi, plug your magazine, darling. Plug, send, put the link in the, to your mag in the chat if you if you feel so kindly to do so. By all means, plug your shit. Philippines, Not I want to go to Belgium, I want to go to China, I want to go all of these places, and Jamaica's definitely one no, of them. I, I, def I do want to go to Barbados, though, because I am Bayesian, so I definitely I do want to go to Barbados for a fact. Um, question, what made you transition? Good question. Um, I transitioned when I was 15, but the reason behind me transitioning was because I was always a feminine boy as a child growing up. I always played in clothes. And I know people might be saying like, oh my God, that's everyone's story. That's always everyone's story. They dressed up in their mother's Wait, stuff. So... They dressed up in their cousin's stuff. And it's honestly the truth. Oh. Like if you ask my cousin Dominique, she was like a club girl when I was a little, when I was little. Like she was the club girl out the family, like in a club every other weekend, partying, doing all of this crazy shit. So she would always buy like the flyest hills out, the newest hills out, oh, the banging son. dresses and everything. And I was like, damn, like I want to... Let me see, you know, let me see what this can look like for me. Like, I need to put this on. So I would go, I would try to find, like, a few pieces of tracks and then tie, like, a scarf around it and then have it, like, you know, what? play with it, have it come out the scarf. I would put on her dresses. I would put on her heels. And I would have my other cousin, like, welcome. I would give myself a fake name, like, Chantel or Ma Melissa, Mariah. And then I would oh, have my family sit down in the living room and they will just clap their hands for me. And then I will just, like, walk back and forth against them. Like, this was so I transitioned because I wasn't coming. Fifi or, or, or Sean. What'd you say? You said it was years ago. Um, the interview was years ago. We interviewed him at the oh shit, let me pull it back up. We interviewed him at the Taylor in Manhattan. I had pics. Oh no, son. Oh no. This ain't the way. <sighs> Bruh. Oh my gosh. This ain't the way. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the way. In a body that I was in, I knew I wanted to be a female since young. Um, I just always said I wouldn't feel comfortable stuffing my bra, like putting tissue or socks in my bra. True. I wouldn't be comfortable walking around with male parts. And I don't, you know, I don't look the same as it. Like, I look like a female, but I have male parts. That was always, like, my biggest thing. I wanted to wear heels, and I wanted to wear these little crop tops and stuff, but I didn't want to be one of the people who had to stuff their bra or wear a flat. I didn't want to be a drag queen. I wanted to skip the stage of a drag queen, of pretending oh. and doing it as a lifestyle here and there. I wanted to be a complete woman. So that was honestly my reason for transitioning. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. He has a gay, a special needs kid. Yo... And then not think about Ghostface and his son. Oh, man. You know what? As much as I want kids, I don't want any boys, man. Because it's, it's, I oh, don't know. I don't want any boys. It's, it's too much going on. It used to be easier 
in life to deal with boys. But now with this shit going, I no no, I just give me all girls. I'll deal with the girls. This is but this is crazy. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh man. Would you ever date a cisgender male? I honestly wouldn't mind dating a cisgender male. I just feel like the reason why I don't date cisgender males because I honestly feel like there's not a lot of cisgender males that are into transgender women or yet I have to come, I didn't come across them yet. So that's the only reason why I don't date cisgender males. So recently my past relationships have been trans men. Which do you find attractive, cisgender males or trans men? I mean, both are handsome. I love, like I told, like I used to tell people, I love the body parts of a female, but I love the outlook of a man, if that makes sense. Like I love to look at the man, like I love to look at a man physically, so if that makes sense. I like to look at a man physically, but I love the female parts. So then just get you a female bodybuilder. Problem solved. Oh, come on, man. Come on, dog. Oh, yeah. I don't want sons, man. I don't want sons. I don't, I know it's too much now. Nope. 10 years ago. Cool. Yes. Give me all the sons. Give me all my, give me all the little baby trunks, you know, all of the little baby goatins. I was, I I was with it. Nowadays, just give me the girls. I don't want to deal with the boys, man. It's, it's, it's too much. It's, it's too much. Okay. Following me. I don't know. That's just, that's just, that's just me. I just always said that. That's just me. Um, yo, shout out to Miss Fifi. Yo, she said this was years ago, nigga. Catch up. I'm sorry, I'm late. I'm late to class. Yeah, both trans men and cisgender yeah, male are very attractive. Out. I mean, there's a bunch of cute cis males out here and a bunch of handsome trans men out here. Um, next question. Do you find white men attractive? I do. I honestly do find white men attractive. And I always said, like, I always wanted to date a white man. Like, I don't know why. I honestly <laughs> I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, right. I don't know, like, I have a thing for beards. And when I see white men oh with, like, beards God. and stuff, it's just like, I'm recording! <laughs> what? What is going on? What is this? What is this? What is this madness? This is madness, I tell you. Um... I'm recording. She's so annoying, y'all. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I just have this thing for beards. And when I see, like, white men in tuxedos and I see white men with their beards on and they briefcases coming out see, of the closet. See, this is why I got rid of my beard. You ain't gonna be looking at me. Nope. I got rid of my beard for a reason. Beard gang taking L's. I'm cool. Like, oh, my God. Like, they look so fucking good. But, yeah, I find white men attractive as well, just to answer the question. I just wanted to, like, give y'all a little more detailed description um <laughs> Wait. next question so she like cat but likes to look at do me. you miss jc on do you miss jc on do you think you'll get back with him i mean like i said the breakup is still kind of new so of course i miss him of course i think about him but like i said we both come to the conclusion that it's not going to work we're never going to get back together he's just going to do him i'm going to do me and once again this will be the last time i ever mention his name or speak <sighs> of him so to answer your question, yes, I do miss him. I do think about him, but we both came to an agreement that we will never get back together, and it just it is what it is. I didn't Next know. Question. How do you feel after surgery, confidence-wise, and do you plan on getting any more surgeries? Uh -oh. So for your the, uh, for those of you who don't know, in March, March thirty first, I got castrated, which means what? 
Oh my gosh. Okay. And do you plan on getting any more surgeries? So for your uh, for those of you who don't know, in March, March thirty first, I got castrated, which means they took the testicle, they took my testicles out of its sac. So God damn. Yeah. I still have what I was born with. I just don't have the testicles down there. I don't have testicles. Um so yeah, I mean Wait. 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 So Wait, 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 wait. Help me out. Okay, everybody just give me a moment to kind of process. But isn't that what fuels your sex drive, right? Because when they do chemical castrations on, on inmates, on predators, right? They make them take the pill or they get the shot and it'll shrink the testes. It's not permanent. So when they do chemical castration, it's not permanent as long as they take the shot or the pill. What it does, if my understanding is correct, it either shrinks the testes and then it kills the sex drive because the testes are not functioning properly, right? So by him doing this, he basically killed his sex drive because it comes from the testes, yes? Somebody... Walk me down this road. Somebody go grab my hand and, and walk me down this road. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. I'm I'm sure that's how it works. Right? My confidence wrong, let me wise, know. I feel like my confidence has yeah, always yeah, been yeah. up there. Like I've never I mean everyone has their own insecurities, but I've never doubted like my confidence or anything. So okay, okay, my confidence sure, is definitely sure. still up there. Um what else? Oh, yeah, I feel like my face did get a little fat. Like, my face is still filling in. My body is getting a little bit thicker. So, I'm definitely... Okay, are puberty blockers the same as chemical fat? No. No. Chemical castration is a whole different thing in, on, its, on its own. Because, yeah, that's what they give for the for inmate, for the male predators. Um, But once they stop the shots or taking the pills... After time, they go back to normal. So then that drive comes back. So the puberty blockers is something different as opposed to chemical castration. If I remember, if I go through my notes correctly, they're not the same. They kind of function the same, but it's not the same. Loving the results that's coming. It's taking its time, but it's definitely coming and it is showing. So I'm happy with everything so far. The scar looks, I mean, okay. the scar doesn't look amazing, but it's not like a bad scar. And no one's going to be seeing a scar anyway. So he did a really good job. Shout out to my doctor, Bobby Najari. Um, it was covered by my Medicaid. If you have Medicaid, Health First, Insurance, stuff like that, you can definitely find a place and they can definitely help you with that. Um, and do I plan on getting any more surgeries? I do. In the ending of July, beginning of August, I'm going to go have my breast implants in Miami by oh my god what is his name dr alexander timothy so yes stay tuned for that vlog coming up in this channel i will definitely be going to go see dr alexander timothy for my breast implants wow um would you ever date a female you know what's funny i get this question a lot because i date transgender guys and trans okay help me out of course it's not going to make sense to me but why go through the castration only to be put on okay i take that back okay so the estrogen will make Okay, you get the female. I get all that. But it still doesn't make s whole sense to me. Because not too many guys are getting castrated that are on estrogen. When, so they make the, when they make the transition, 
a lot of guys don't they keep the testes they just get the, the estrogen shots so why would you know what to each his own okay this is above my pay grade you guys are guys who were born females but transitioned into being a guy now the same way i was born you know man and i transitioned to be a female um it may sound weird but i'm really not attracted to females transgender women okay let's put it this way i'm so sorry to me i'm open to all besides a woman i guess if that makes sense like i like transgender males i like cisgender guys um, I like transgender women like myself. Like, you know, I'm very open. But to me, me dating a woman, I don't think I can date a woman. I'm sorry. I don't know why, but. Okay, that's how, okay, that, that's how it's supposed to be, right? There's, isn't the, okay, that's how it's supposed to be, right? So you don't poison the well, right? Aren't you supposed to be attracted to those that, that look like and function like you, right? So, yeah, her, him, her being attracted to a, a real female wouldn't make sense. So now, okay, so you be, should be attracted to your own kind. The problem is the majority of them are attracted to the normal straight people and they try to turn them out. That's the problem. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I have no idea why I can't. I just honestly, it's just something within me. Like, it's nothing wrong with them. It's just, I feel like I'm a woman myself. And, you know, they have a vagina and they have their titties and stuff. And it's like, I want my vagina. I want my titties and stuff. But I wouldn't say it's a competition thing. I really don't know how to explain it. I'm just not attracted to females. I'm sorry to put it that way. And you no, may that, say, well, that, you're attracted to transgender women. Yeah. Well, I'm attracted to transgender women because I'm attracted to transgender women. I really don't know where I'm going with this, but I hope you understand me and it makes some sort of sense. Okay, wait. He said he wanted to be a complete woman. So that's probably why he got his. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, this is old. This is four or five years old, this, this particular uh, video. So... Um, I, I don't know what this person's been up to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't date a female. Sorry. Would you ever come to Pensacola? You're very popular down here. Well, shout out to Pensacola, first of all, for supporting me. Thank y'all all so much who's ever out there supporting me. Um, I never heard of that place. I'm definitely going to look it up and look into it. I definitely wouldn't mind taking a trip down here with some friends and stuff and probably doing a meet and greet. So that's definitely something to look into. So thank you for telling me that I'm very popular down there. So yes, I will be visiting. Oh, 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 no. Oh, for real. So they, he went, oh, he was for real, for real with it. He was about it, about it. Oh, it's all the way gone. God damn. Oh, no. Shout out to Miss Fifi. Will I be able to meet you? You're so cool, real, and down to earth. Such a cutie pie. Well, thank you so. Okay, forgive me. It, does somebody have? Does somebody have an IG link? Does somebody have the link to her IG? So much. Um, What's the and IG I do plan on having a meet and greet. Like I said, I just want to build my fan base up a little more. Like I need a manager. I need a team link? behind me. There's a few things that I need behind me in order to set certain things like this up. Like I just don't want to go into this by myself. And like, I mean, I'm pretty sure you understand. When you're a public figure, you just need a certain team behind What's you to manage you to make sure things run smoothly. Like I don't know anyone's intentions of meeting me. I don't know what they want to do to me. What's their purpose? What is their reason? So it's just always good to be safe and protected. So I'm definitely gonna build my team up, which I'm in the process of doing. <laughs> now um so that a uh, meet and greet is definitely coming your way too and i promise yeah 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 and yeah. i believe yes, that is yes. all of the questions if i'm not mistaken 
Y'all want to Yeah, that was all the questions. So I just want to say thank you guys for supporting me. Um, I'm Like I said, y'all know me from All J's Love. It's been amazing being a part of All J's Love and building that fan base that I did. And like I said, I appreciate those who support me because I support everyone who supports me. And it's nothing but love and positive energy coming from me in this way. So stay tuned for this new channel. I'm sorry that this video is long because Man, I'm not listen. editing it. But just stay King Rashawn, bruh. Single moms is going to be back in style like a motherfucker. That's why I tell women with kids, y'all just be patient. Like these, these guys ain't going anywhere. Just be patient. Just be patient. Too, and I'm going to have vlogs coming your way. Like I said, I definitely have a few surgeries coming before the end of the year. You're going to see me going on interviews. Oh, so like I said, I was bettering myself. I have a job at the airport that I mentioned. Um, I work in an airport now. I'm not setting out the location specifically, but okay, I work in an okay, airport. Okay, okay, I've heard And you can catch There's me somebody... starting June 3rd. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel horrible for Hassan Campbell. I don't want any sons. Listen, moving forward, because what I said, I wanted a kid at 50. I don't want any sons. It's just, it's too much. It's too much. It, it's too much. No, it used to be all. The, yeah, it used to be. I don't want girls because it's too it, it, too many dangers. Now the boys are in way more danger than the girls have ever been. You know, now because you have a son, people are actively looking to turn them out because he, he's a boy. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey. I'm t yo, there's some out here that would completely fool you. You know, listen, better get what you better get you a single mom. That way, you know, it's real. Better get you a single mom. You know, let's go looking. Come on. I got time to be petty. Y'all. If somebody drops a link in the chat to, to that person's IG, let me know. But let's see if we can find what. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. But where is it at? No. Oh, is that her? Is that him? Is that him? Is that him? Miss Fifi, I need confirmation. Is that him? Is that him? <laughs> I did. I did. Hey, nowadays you ain't gotta trick these guys. Now these guys are actively out here seeking this stuff. Yeah, baby mama's never going out of style. It puts some respect on baby mamas. You know what I'm saying? Is that is that him? Yeah, look for C-section scars. Look for tiger stripes. You know what I'm saying? What is this? Is that him? That is. <laughs> Jesus, fix it, Jesus, Lord. Are you serious? God damn. Boy, listen. I'm not... Listen, single, all you ladies with kids, y'all, I told y'all be patient. I told y'all be patient. 
I told y'all be patient. <laughs> she said, ask for pregnancy pics. <laughs> hey, hey, ladies with kids, I told y'all be patient. <laughs> Remember, I said this years ago, be patient. Wait, I got turned down for food stands, but would have been financially assisted to get turned down. No, 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 no. Lord, that's him. Holy shit. That's scary. That's scary. But nobody knows it's IGs though. Nobody knows it's IG, huh? This is crazy. This is crazy. Crazy. I was not prepared. Damn. That nut ass bull, son, they talking about it in the New York Reddit. Oh, no. Damn. If it's too perfect, question it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, um, all right, well, um, that's going to be the conclusion of our, of tonight's show, and, um, uh, yeah, okay, that's, 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 uh, that, that, uh-oh, Miss Fifi found it, oh, no, let's go, am I going to talk about Fat-ass Derek Grace going through issues with his baby moms? Nope. Because I told folks years ago he was he was BS. Uh, I know who Amaya Sky. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't feel bad for Derek Grace. I don't feel bad. It's... Wait. Okay, wait, wait. Let's see if I can... It's like, well, let me do that. Okay, hold up. Let's do this. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's go to IG. Let's go to IG. It is... Wait, wait, wait. Search. Search. Come on. Boop. Boop. Okay. Noi. Wait, let me go back. Let me go back to it. Hold up. Hold up, Miss Fee. Hold up. I, I'm. Uh, let me. Let me. Um. <laughs> okay. Wait. 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 Let me see. Why
Okay. N O I G B R three Y. Okay. Oh no, this is terrible. Oh no, this is terrible. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. No, 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 no. Oh, uh oh. Oh no, no, no. This is all bad. Oh no, this is bad. This is all bad. Oh, no, 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 this is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, I'm just, I'm just here for the comments. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just here for the comments. I'm just here for the comments. Oh no 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 Oh no no Oh no Everybody run for cover Oh no 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 run for cover This is not the way This is not the way And okay didn't die for the shit Malcolm X didn't die for this. No, 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 this is terrible. I cannot. I shan't not. I shan't not. I, I, oh no, I shan't not. No. Oh no, this is horrible. No. No. No, no, everybody roll out. Let's get out of here. Everyone get the fuck out. What the fuck is this? Everybody get the fuck out. What are we doing? Everybody get out. Roll out. Roll out. Roll out. Roll out. Everybody roll out. Everybody roll out. Oh no, 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 no. Everybody roll out. <laughs> That's what Andrew Tate said. Move it to the side. That's right. That's what Andrew Tate said. Move, move it to the side. Scoot it over. He said, scoot it over. He said, scoot it over. He said, scoot it over. That's what Andrew Tate said. Scoot it over. What in the hell? Listen, um, yeah, let me, uh, interesting times we live in, yeah? Interesting times we live in. Interesting times. <laughs> Bertha, thank you for the 50 on the cash. 
Thank you for the 50 on the cash. Bertha, thank you for the 50 on the cash app. Brown paperbacks. Oh, my God. Ladies. Ladies, this is who y'all at war with. Ladies, this is who y'all at war with. We're mission critical. It is mission critical. <laughs> it is mission critical. Please take action. Please, please take action, ladies. Wait, Rose, go. What you say? You, you, what you say? She said, "How's a man comfortable with breasts when they're uncomfortable for me?" Ladies, y'all gotta do something. Fight back. God damn it, fight back. This nigga said, I'm going to, I'm going to remarry my ex-wife. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ah, shit. Okay. Um. I don't know what y'all going to do. I don't know what y'all going to do. I don't know what y'all going to do. This is mission critical. It is mission critical. Man, if this ain't. <laughs> hey, if you got a man, you better hold on to that nigga. You better tell that nigga, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. Tell him, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for working so hard for, for us and the family. You better hold on to him tight. You better hold on to him tight. Yeah, that's the ugly truth, Tavares. The average brother would, would go. I've been saying it. Been saying it. <laughs> hey, I'm going to get out of here. I, I done seen too much tonight. My eyes have seen too much. I got to put some Visine in it. And um, this is this is the gender war that I don't think too many people saw coming. While everybody was focused on the men and the women, it was those that, that was closest to you, ladies, that were plotting, you know, with with eyes of of envy and and jealousy. And now they'd have they've made their attack known. They've they they've bared their fangs and claws. Y'all gotta fight back. I got to do something, God damn it! throw a punch, do something. <laughs> These motherfuckers on y'all necks. Do something, please. Please. Do something, please. Oh, shit. But no, I, no, I, Joe, I'm scared. To, I'm scared of what you're going to put. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I'm going to get out of here. Y'all have a good night. Peace. <laughs>